We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome back to No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy, along as always with my good friend Dan. Dan, how are you doing this week? Good friend, good friend Dan here to hang out, man. Uh, <laughs> doing good, doing good, brother. We uh, we got legitimate soccer to talk about. Um, we do. That, that feels weird. I, I didn't know if we would ever be doing that again. So that's nice. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we have. Uh, MLS is back tournament coming up. We have Ooh, great name. <laughs> don't know how they came up with it. Um, the best. We have the Bundesliga, obviously, that's been playing. We have the English Premier League that starts up. Bundesliga done, sealed today. <laughs> I think uh, we. Um, Sorry, Bayern won. Yeah. Uh, Premier League starts Wednesday, today, I believe, correct? So that's right. That's right. That'll be fun. Um, yeah, we got, we got soccer to talk about, and we have a special guest joining us on the pod today. Thanks to master guest booker, Daniel Kuzer. Yeah. So yep, that'll yep. be fun. My, uh, my good friend, uh, do we, do we talk about, it? do we, do we say the guest right now? Uh, go for it. Yeah. I mean, obviously if he, if he doesn't come on, then we got to just re-record. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, man, my, uh, good buddy. Uh, that I've just deemed to be my good buddy is uh, Eric Dick, man. He's uh, down there in Phoenix, and uh, he's coming on to hang out with us for a bit, so that'd be cool. He is. He's one of the first uh, players that we've had on uh, during this time, and um, yeah, it'll be interesting to get his perspective on everything that's happened throughout the quarantine from a player perspective, like how training's gone, even though he's with Phoenix instead of Sporting KC, and then get his perspective on uh, the upcoming tournament in Orlando. So... I'd like, you know what, I'm going to ask him about uh, how he feels, how he first felt when he's told he's being loaned out. I mean, obviously that's a possibility for everyone. So I'm just curious, like, what's the first thing that goes through your mind, really? Because obviously you're still on sporting's payroll, but it's like, we don't have a space for you right now, you know? Yeah, I think that's a good question. And we, we have a ton of questions to ask him and, and, and we're very oh, excited yeah. for, for that interview later in this episode. Uh, but first... We want to remind you about a sweet discount code that you can get for a, a pretty cool company. Uh, Dan, you want to tell them about that as well? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think we got some, we got Ruben Gonzalez was telling people all about it on, yes, uh, on Twitter, man. Added timeoutfitters.com. Go check out these pretty sweet wristbands. All right. I got my Juventus one on today and uh, they're cool. They're very nice. They're they're They stretch. They seem to be fit an average male wrist uh they are one size fits all but it does slide down a little on my wife's wrist but dude go go your no other pod discount code i believe it's all one word no other pod yep yourself a little discount on the on your purchase so a little something a little something we just reached out to them and, and made it work so get it done yeah it's pretty cool that, that i mean honestly i know i'm biased but the sporting kansas city kansas city wizards one i think is the coolest design out of all of them so it's a cool one it's a cool one. I like it because nothing really beats. I mean, it really pays homage to the heritage, you know, to the, the history. Yeah. Yeah. Big gap. It's, it's pretty cool. So shout out to uh, Added Time Outfitters. Shout out to uh, Ruben Gonzalez. And uh, yeah, I think it'll be good. 
So um, we did get a few questions that I want to touch on from fans before we bring in uh, our buddy Eric Dick here. Um, Kyle Orenberg, got to love our buddy Kyle, one of the OG MLS listeners. Yes. No other pod listeners. Um, odds on the MLS is back tournament actually happening now that Florida is having record increases in cases on just about a daily basis. <laughs> I mean, I think it's going to happen because they are not allowed to even leave this little MLS bubble. You know what I mean? So this tournament's happening. Yeah. If they were allowed to go out on their own, I think it'd be more of a question like, "Mm, we can't do it. But but have you seen, see how pissed off Bill Hamid is? Yeah. And then did you see all the videos of people showing his own stories where he's like hanging around people without masks and hugging people and calling them out for his bullshit? I did not see that, but I love it. (laughs) They were like, don't be coming here and post this when two days ago you were at like what seemed to be a party with a bunch of people. And like, it might've been his family. It might've been, but I mean, it was more than his immediate family. And they were like, nobody in here is wearing a mask. Nobody in here is social distancing. So if you're going to be on your high horse, you better best be sure you got your own shit in order. So he's quite the turd then. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. I just saw a... uh, I mean, this is like the weirdest possible angle angle to cover this, but Yahoo Soccer just uh, posted um, a story and and their tweet uh, at FC Yahoo says, you're literally taking a bunch of virile, viral, V-I-R-I-L-E athletes and saying, you will be celibate for six weeks. How isolated are these players going to be? So basically this whole Yahoo Soccer article is like, are these players going to be able to go eight weeks and not have sex? <laughs> so. It'd be crazy, man. They're going to have to take, uh, you know, solo rotations on, on the room. And uh, <laughs> hate just, that. hold on, I got to call my wife. So if you could just leave for a bit, you know, hate it, that. It, it feels weird. It feels weird. Like, I feel like we're going to get some very strange and we kind of asked Alexis about this last week. And he kind of said, this is kind of the content he's hoping for is like, yes the soccer is like whatever like it's gonna be probably subpar soccer it's not gonna be great but like sure the stuff the stories that happens out of this. around the tournament that's what people want. yeah right i so. just you know who's who's streaking up and down the hallways like an old college dorm or something you know right uh who's sneaking out because right. there will be sneaks who's it'll busted? happen who's getting out in the middle of the night trying to, to go meet up with you know some Disney World employee that they shouldn't be dealing with, and you know. <laughs> whoever else, man, it just doesn't. It's gonna be tough, and uh, I don't envy them. And I think a lot of people don't want to be there. I think it's gonna be begrudgingly they're gonna play these games, um, but they'd rather not. I think that's probably the whole consensus. I, I don't know. I'm just kind of speculating. Yeah, who's gonna get the most drunk at the hotel bar? Like these are all questions that we need to know. Right, and oh. then sprint through security. Like, are there guys right. the doors? Like, ah, uh, nope. You cannot come out. In fact, get six feet away from me, please. Is Don Garber going to be in a bubble for eight weeks in Disney Hell World? no. Don Garber's <laughs> staying in New York. No. <laughs> this dude. So, I don't know. It just know. feels weird. Uh, yeah. I, am, I am excited. It's coming up. I mean, games start July 8th. I think the players start traveling there uh, at the end of next week sometime. So, it's going to be – it's coming real fast. Yeah. It'll be interesting. So, We'll, uh, we'll ask Eric, even though I don't believe he will probably be on the traveling roster because he's on loan with Phoenix. We'll ask right. him his, his perspective on all this from, from a player's perspective as well as some other things. But interesting times, man. We'll see. Um, and then, you know, Eric Martinez asked, who do you predict will be in the final four? And I know last week we kind of predicted who our winners will be. And it's a little bit hard, I think, to predict – specifically who will be in the final four because we don't yet exactly know how the brackets will shake out after the group stages really I mean that kind of depends but I guess maybe I can pick two western conference and two eastern conference teams that I think might make it to the final four if if they're lined up right maybe you can do the same I don't know but um I guess if I had there so I picked Philadelphia Union to win the thing last week or at least be a dark horse contender but I think they have a chance so I'm, I'm going to stick with them I'll put them in there I think they're a good team and, and it's a weird tournament anything can happen so I'll say Philadelphia Union and Atlanta United it sucks but I think they'll probably make the final four I hope they don't although they don't have Joseph Martinez but I think they'll still they'll still make some noise here 
And then I'm going to say um, the Seattle Sounders and uh, LAFC, unfortunately, probably are going to, I think Sporting KC makes the elite eight. I do. I think we get to the round of eight. Um, but I think, I think Seattle and LAFC come out of the West. Hey, now it'd be cool to win the whole thing and see some Champions League soccer at Children's Mercy Park again next year. Um, kind of keep my fingers crossed for that. Maybe Polito, Polito comes out, guns blazing again, gets a goal in every game, leads us on to victory after victory. Uh, I'm not exactly taking sporting to win it all because I think LAFC is very, very good and could win the whole thing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I do think sporting is in the mix here and uh, it would be a high favorite. So don't want to speculate too much on it. So we're, we're pretty low on time so we can get to Eric here. Yeah, well, and it's just tough because we simply don't know what if people get yeah. sick. And then what happens? You just have no idea. Yeah. Polito, Polito gets sick, knock on wood. You know what I mean? Right. Tim Melia gets sick. Now now they got to recall Eric Dick. Come, <laughs> come out of Phoenix, man. We need you down in Florida, brother. Right. <laughs> but then does he have to be quarantined for 14 days because he hasn't been there with Because all the players that go to Florida, they have to stay in quarantine for at least seven days before they can do anything. So. That's true, man. Then you got that. Uh, and who, who's the backup goalkeeper? The uh, Rich, uh, Richard? Richard Sanchez. Something? Sanchez, okay. Yeah. And uh, uh, so say he goes down. Who are you throwing in goal? Uh, backup defender? Throwing Graham <laughs> Smith in there? Botan. Put Botan in there. Just tell him to pull some Hungarian hitman stuff. Probably be punching some faces on corner <laughs> kicks and shit. Trying to punch the ball out. Oop, I punched the dude in the head. <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah. Be sorry, not funny. sorry. Hungarian, bitch. <laughs> couple other things just to touch on before uh, we, we welcome Eric in here. Um, did you see, you know, we've talked all about sort of all of the, 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 the civil rights movement of sorts that's happening right now, the social unrest from uh, systemic racism and police brutality. Uh, did you see the, the profile of, of Kyrie Shelton that was in the Kansas City Star? Sam McDowell wrote it. Um, I don't know if you've read it or not. Uh, I'm not going to like get into super detail about it but uh, I encourage you if you're a sporting KC fan no matter who you are no matter what you believe whether you're you're full-on in support of the Black Lives Matter movement or whether for whatever reason you have some apprehensions that I I, I, just, I guess especially if you have some apprehensions I encourage you and truly hope that you can read this profile and try to learn from a perspective of a black athlete that you say you care about and I believe you care about in some way but just try to understand the perspective coming from the black community in America and 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 if you need to have your entry point be an athlete that you have a, an emotional connection to like Kyrie Shelton I encourage you to do so um, I mean just one quote that I'll read here um, after he learned about the the murder of George Floyd Kyrie said I lost it I broke down and just cried. I was angry, sad, frustrated, but mostly I was in pain. I'm just in pain. And I think that's- Well, it's interesting. He, he, he also says in that uh, quote, he's, he's, not, he's not gonna stay quiet. It's time to do something. Yeah. He's gonna use his platform for good. And I'm like, I'm here for every single game, whether he takes a knee and puts his hand to the sky, uh, you know, praying or something, whatever he's gotta do. I just think that's great. And hopefully more people grab onto that. Yeah. So, you know, these aren't comfortable conversations to have, especially for many white Americans who are used to sort of being in a position of privilege, whether they acknowledge it or not. But these are important conversations that need to happen. These are important perspectives that you need to hear from. If that starts with an athlete like Kyrie that you hear about, that's why it's so important that, that they speak out. Unfortunately, they shouldn't have to. The burden shouldn't fall on athletes or black Americans to tell white people why we need to be listening more. That should be on us. But, um, but yeah, please just go into this with an open mind and try to listen and learn. So that's what I would say about, about that. It's, it's good. It's in the Kansas City Star from Sam McDowell. So check it out. There you go. Sam McDowell, um, who's a Chiefs slash sporting reporter. We don't even know anymore. He's a jack of all trades. Yeah. What, what is sports? Sports are not a thing anymore. So what does he even do? Um, no, they got him all over the place. Put you on this <laughs> podcast, put you on this column, whatever. Yeah, and uh, we'll obviously, um, we'll talk about this tournament, like we said, with Eric coming up. Um, but there was some interesting quotes from manager Peter Vermees. Um, I'm not going to read into all of these, um, but go on to sportingkc.com. Um, he talks about, you know, what it's like to be drawn into a group with, with the three very familiar opponents. Um, 
you know, he talked about rotation. And, and so I think this is one that's interesting. I want to get your thoughts on. He said, I think you go into this tournament with the best laid plans, but my experience tells me that you always play your first game and then you'll do inventory after that game. You find out where everybody is, you find out what your result was, all of those things will have an impact on the next game. As much as I'd like to think I can choreograph everything, unfortunately I can't. It's just being able to be adaptable and flexible based on those situations. Um, yeah, he's not trying to talk about more. <laughs> I mean, that, that's typical Peter for me. He's like, shut it down one game at a time. I mean, it's a professional answer is what that is. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, I do think, you know, a lot of people are still thinking like, oh, it's Peter. He's going to go in there and just be a standard Peter self and, you know, not use all of his subs or whatnot. Um, but, you know, we'll you, see. You saw that you can only break three times. Like you can make five subs, but you can only have three stoppages in play to make those subs. Right. So that's kind of weird because we don't normally see multiple subs at one time, you know? Right. Um, you know, and I think he says, you know, the ro having a larger roster and more subs will be helpful. But he says, you know, you're going to have to be prepared to use the full complement of your roster. You may have a game at eight o'clock at night, and then you might have the next game at nine o'clock in the morning. So, and he's not wrong because these are weird times. So it's going to be a lot That's of rotation. That's 100% bizarre. I mean, I guess <laughs> I'm moving my workstation out to the living room if I'm watching games at 9 a.m. Yeah. It's well, 8 a.m. here. 8 a.m. here, yeah. I mean, you're going to wake up, have, have breakfast with your MLS, do your work day, and then finish off your, your day with two more MLS games and yeah. then go to sleep. I have my morning, my morning <laughs> Skype call at 8.15 while I'm yeah. trying not to curse at the television. <laughs> yeah. So it'll be interesting. Um, and then lastly, the, just the last little bit of news item I want to cover uh, before we, we welcome Eric in is, did you see that NBA superstar Kevin Durant is now a part owner of the Philadelphia Union? I did. He must like the must like the dupe chant, a real, a real big time. <laughs> Guess so. Um, he's not the first basketball player to to purchase an ownership stake in an MLS team. James Harden previously did that with the Houston Dynamo. Um, you know, there there are basketball players who are very interested in soccer. Kobe Bryant, you know, when he was uh, was with us, he was a very big soccer fan. You know, loved watching soccer. Grew up in Italy, so was very interested in uh, European soccer. Um, Had a Giannis. big stake in Body Armor, which now has a huge partnership with MLS. Yep. Uh, Giannis uh, Atenakumbo from uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. He's Greek, obviously the Greek freak, but he's a big soccer fan. Um, LeBron James is a part owner of uh, Liverpool Football Club. So, uh, didn't know that. Yeah, he owns a, a minority stake. So there's kind of this cool little sort of relationship that's, that's blossoming between NBA players and and major league soccer but soccer in general so it'll be kind of interesting to watch if there are any sort of nba players that work their way into watching some of these mls games or vice versa because they'll both be at disney world at at least for part of the same time yeah it's so. gonna be super weird man yeah that's that's what'll get somebody in trouble is when someone tries to sneak out to go hang out with you know lebron or kevin durant or something and then uh don garb will have to punish them for for sneaking out in the middle of the night yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, now uh, we're going to welcome in Sporting KC goalkeeper currently on loan with Phoenix Rising FC, Eric Dick. So stick with us. And after the break, we'll be talking with Eric Dick. guys welcome back we are joined by the one the only goalkeeper eric dick eric thank you so much for joining us today thanks for having me excited to be here oh yeah uh you're actually our first player that we've had on the podcast we've had a, a few different guests we've had kit man on we've had um carter augustine on but you're the first player to join us so we're uh, we're pretty excited about this wow that is a huge honor i appreciate it <laughs> um Kid, Kid Man must have been an awesome interview for sure. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he had some stories, that's for sure. He was fun. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so, uh, you know, you and Dan and I were talking just a little bit, getting to know each other before we actually started recording. But um, I, I want you to be able to give our listeners just a little bit of, of background about yourself. You were born in the Kansas City area, but, but then didn't live here for your whole life and then were drafted back in this area. So kind of just give them – sort of a, a little bit of background about yourself and, and how you're tied to Kansas City sports. Yeah, so um, I was born in Roland Park, 
um, and lived there until I was five. My dad worked at the NCAA when I was in uh, Kansas and my mom Hallmark cards. Um, and so when the NCAA moved to Indianapolis, that's when we moved and I lived there the next 18 years of my life. Uh, but still loved all Kansas City sports. Like all I had was Chiefs stuff, Jayhawks stuff. Um, and uh, then, you know, college at Butler University in Indianapolis. And I was lucky enough to go to the um, combine and then the draft. And lo and behold, I get drafted back home to Kansas City. Um, so it, it, was a, it was a cool full circle experience for me, for sure. It's, it's been awesome. My parents have been stoked. I mean, they've They've come and visited me countless times in Kansas City, and we've gone and freaked out the people that live in our childhood home one too many times. Um, so <laughs> it, it, it's been awesome. That's cool, man. I think about I think about the draft a lot sometimes, and how it's. Uh, I mean, the draft seems like a very cool thing when you think about it. You're like, holy, mm-hmm. holy hell! I just went first round or something like that. But over the years, it seems like there's been less emphasis put on the draft. I mean, so from a player standpoint, like, what are you feeling on, on draft day? I mean, is it just kind of a, are you kind of relaxed about it? Are you super nervous? I mean, I don't mean to diminish the opportunity by any means, but uh, like, what exactly are you feeling in that situation? No, absolutely. I, I think the, the path that it's taken is, is a little different nowadays, but for me, um, you know, being able to go to the combine and do all those you know, games and practices and interviews with coaches um, was just surreal because, you know, it was a dream, dream of mine to be able to do that and to potentially uh, make that MLS. And then on draft day, I was actually delayed. Like our, we had to fly to, I think it was Baltimore. We got turnover. It was me and my parents. And then we drove, hopped in a rental car and drove up to um, where the draft was in, in Philly. And um, I literally got in there, met my Butler coach who was already there. My agent was there and we got in at pick like six or seven. Um, and I was 13. And so I was, we had just, my mom just had gotten like a thing of popcorn in the back. Right. When they, my agent comes up and say, Hey, I think you're up. And I'm like, what do you, what do you mean I'm up? And he's like, you're, 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 you're going. And I'm like, okay. And so for me, like it, it was pretty, I mean, it was a dream come true, obviously, but um I was a shock I I had no no idea that SKC was even interested in me um to be honest with you so um and just before that on the drive up my mom was like wouldn't it be so cool if like you went back to you know SKC like you know we can come and visit you (laughs) stuff like that lo and behold that that happened so um you know for me it was a dream come true and I just you know it was work that I put in but also you know I had help with all my teammates, you know, in high school, college, uh, all the coaches throughout all my soccer career, all my friends that came out and like shot on me, you know, it was that whole full circle thing that at that moment when my name was called, it's like, wow, like, you know, this is it. Um, it was just a cool little new starting point. And now the work starts again and again. So, but now, as you said, it's changed a little bit. I think teams are still looking at the draft and quality college players, but I think the emphasis now is, is, put on developing players in their own little academy systems, which I, I think is a, a good pathway as well. So there was, you know, you hear in other drafts, like draft prospects have conversations with coaches and with the, you know, the front office and everything like that, that you didn't get that at all. So I, I talked with, you know, other coaches because being a Butler, Butler's a small, not, we're not like a small, small school, but we're like, we're not a, you know, a huge school like Wake Forest or Louisville when it comes to soccer. Um, but we got to Sweet 16, you know, my senior year. And so that helped me get out there. But I, I know that teams and coaches just wanted to get to know me um, as a person. And, and that's what those weekends are for, too, is for coaches to just get to know you as a goalkeeper, but also as a player. But, yeah, I, I didn't have any conversation with SKC other than uh, waiting in the lobby to go and see another coach. And I looked up and Alec Duffy was just right across sitting on the couch and he <laughs> sort of locked eyes. And he got up and I'm like, Oh, you look familiar. And he lo- literally just talked to me for like five minutes saying, Hey, I'm Alec, I'm a uh, goalie coach for SKC. Like asked a question about my family or something like that. Nothing soccer related. And that, uh, 
that was the best five minute interview I guess I've ever had in my life. <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> That's that awesome. It. So, yeah. So did, did you, I guess I have like a kind of a two part question here. Did you get a call from Peter and, and what was that first conversation like after you were drafted? Um, and then also what, what were your thoughts knowing you were going to a team who had a goalkeeper like Tim Melia, who's obviously established himself as, as one of the premier keepers in MLS, but, but just has had a different path to get to where he is. So I never actually got a call from like anyone. It, the, the call must have gone straight to the agent because the agent just literally grabbed me. I, again, I was literally just walking in and then there. So I was, I was blacked out when I was speaking. I, I saw what I saw said on the podium after. I'm like, wow, that was a decent speech. Um, but, then I go, but then I go off and Peter was standing right there. And I'm like, wait, oh, you're Peter and me. Like, you know, like, thank you, thank you. Um, um, so, you know, and then, you know, I had a conversation with Alec um, back off um, out of the room, you know, talking about everything. And so I never really got like a call or anything, but um, being able to go to a team with not only, in my opinion, the best goalkeeper in the MLS, but the be one of the best humans just in general. I mean, he's such a down-to-earth guy, Tim Melia. And um, I knew right away that I was – it was a blessing to be going to this organization just because I knew I was going to get better. I knew I was going to learn so many things because Tim didn't have a, you know, straight path to where he was. He earned every bit of the success that he's, he's gotten. Um, and I love that about people. I love people that put in hard work and when there are hard situations in front of them, I'm a big proponent of just, you know, buckle down and get through it. You're, and then the reward at the end is going to be, that much more uh, worth it. And that's sort of been the career that, you know, Tim's had. He's had to work and work and work. And um, just getting to know him, I actually stayed with him the first week or two weeks in preseason, you know, and, and him just, you know, he had every right to be, you know, really cocky and, you know, everything, just winning the goalkeeper of the year. But that's not Tim. Like, he was asking questions about me, like just goofing. He's a really goofy guy too, so we get along well. So, it's just cool to be in the same locker room as him. And then now with you know, Adrian, Adrian was an awesome guy. Um, and then now with Richard and, and, and uh, John, uh, it's just a great locker room of goalies, let alone locker room of players as well. That's cool, man. And I think that's kind of the, uh, you kind of came into it with a great mindset because so, so much in, in major league soccer these days, like people aren't coming out of the draft and, and getting a starting spot immediately, mm -hmm. especially goalkeepers. I mean, right. it's one position, you know, it's hard to find your way onto the field. Um, but you came in and, and like you said, you have the best person to look at. Tim was just a workhorse for years. Um, right. And for you to think about modeling your game after him, just going to set you up for success, I would think. So, Absolutely. Uh, but you're, you've been loaned out to Phoenix Rising. Um, yep. what's, what's that loan process like? Like when you hear that, what are you thinking? What are you feeling? Are you excited? Are you nervous? I mean, what, what goes through your head? So, you know, and this kind of came up sort of like talking with like the coaches and the draft too. They always want to know how you think about like, Oh, if we loan you out, like, would you think of that as a punishment or would you think of that as like an opportunity? And, mm -hmm. you know, starting this year, I had no idea I was going to get loaned out until like the first week I got there, I met with Alec and Peter and like, look, we're, we're going to loan you out to Phoenix. We think it's a great opportunity. And I was ecstatic just because I, I look at it as them putting me in a position to get consistent games or to fight to get consistent games with a quality club. Phoenix Rising is not, in my opinion, a USL club. I mean, this is a MLS talented roster um, and the organization has ran so well. The fan support here is crazy. Um, so for me, it's, it's a great opportunity for me, um, soccer wise and just in life, like learning to be around new people, learning to live on my own, um, out of a different, you know, situation. Um, so I wasn't, I wasn't really nervous. I was more just like, you know, excited to, to, um, you know, get going and, and, you know, I see it as they loan me out here for a reason. And, and that reason is just to try to get better and, and, and try to uh, earn, uh, you know, the starting spot and, and keep it and, and just play as many games as I possibly can and improve that way. 
and that's the whole mindset that I've, I've, I've tried to do out here. And, um, you know, Zach Lubin, who was, the, who was the goalie last year, he's still on the team this year. He's an unbelievable person, just like Tim. Um, humble, goofy, and he's a very talented goalie too. So for me, you know, it's a great challenge for me to fight every single day with him to be that, you know, spot. And he had an incredible season last year. This whole team did. So coming into that, it's a great challenge for me. And I'm, I'm very excited to be here. Yeah. Okay. So that being said, you're pumped up. You're excited, ready to do big things for Phoenix. COVID happens. I mean, yes. how awful is this, man? What, what have you been doing? What have you been doing to pass your time? I see your Twitter videos out there. I see you doing climbing mountains and, and doing yeah. ridiculous video dances and whatnot. I see you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what's been going on? Um, yeah, I mean, we, we start the season with a giant win against, you know, Portland uh, Timbers 2, and then the season just sort of stops. And, you know, there was a, I don't know, let's say like a month and a half or so, maybe two months of just like, you know, we were supposed to be doing where we were doing workouts on our own, um, you know, and for me, the hiking and the dancing were, were things that I've been doing to sort of, you know, just keep my mind fresh, you know, distract from, you know, not being able to go out and do soccer every single day. Um, but for me, I've just been, uh, you know, when it, when it was like that, I was doing a workout uh, three times a week. And then on the other days, I would go to a park with a wall and just do goalkeeper drills, uh, mix in some dancing and, uh, you know, hiking as well. Um, just that's always been me. It's always just find like interesting ways to stay in shape and just keep the mind, you know, fresh. And then um, now the past couple of weeks, we've been able to get back into training and stuff, um, which has been amazing. You know, it's back to sort of getting normal, which, which is totally, totally awesome. Nice. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. I, I, I imagine it's, you know, as a player, you're used to training all the time year round with your teammates. And especially this is your first year um, with, with Phoenix. It, it, it probably messes with the chemistry you're trying to build a little bit with your teammates. When, you know, you, you play a game, you have that, that sort of training at first, but then suddenly you're, you're separate by mandate. I mean, mm -hmm. how, how do you sort of try to get back together and build that chemistry and make up for that lost time? Well, and that's where it's, we're very blessed here because all of us are put in these apartments here in, in, in Phoenix. So all of us are sort of living in the same area. I have a roommate who's a teammate. Um, and then just down the hall is another pairing. So we'll see each other even like during the day. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll still, I, I learned this in college and I'm learning even now building chemistry off the field is just as important um, as building it on. So mm -hmm. us being able to be around each other, has made this transition back onto the field a lot smoother than as if we hadn't seen each other for two months, you know? Um, and, you know, there is a lot of chemistry stuff that we have to make up, like learning people's, um, you know, likes and dislikes, like, Oh, in this situation, I want to go over here. So pass it to me there, like stuff like that. You learn on the mm -hmm. field, but um, you know, it's been cool that we're all, we've all been in the same like apartment complex, you know, so I can go and like prank people in their apartment. <laughs> um, and um, then they come and prank me, of course. But um, no, it's, that's helped a lot. What's the best prank? Um, well, I, I got, I bought two air horns off of the internet. And so I've just been trying to find different <laughs> ways, random ways to incorporate that into other people's daily lives. Um, just knock okay. on the door and as they open it, just scare the heck out of them. Uh, I, I just love pranks. So, um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so when, when you're on loan with, with Phoenix or any other club, how often are you in contact with the, the technical staff or, or somebody from Sporting KC just kind of giving an update on sort of how things are going? You know, John uh, Farrell and, uh, you know, Alec have, have reached out a couple of times just to make sure everything's going on. All right, Peter uh, reached out as well, especially once all this COVID sort of like, you know, canceled this season, making sure that I was okay, um, which was special. Um, and, you know, I've been in touch with some, you know, the guys like Tim, uh, Graham Smith, talked to him a couple of Daniel. Uh, I talk crap to Johnny Russell as much as I possibly can. Just to <laughs> keep, keep messing with him because he's my locker buddy. So we sort of go back and forth. Um, but, 
you know, for me, it's, it's interesting being sort of in two different, you know, houses, so, so to speak. And, and so um, while I've been out here, I've tried to keep in touch with them as much as I can, but also, you know, this is my, you know, team. This is, you know, the Phoenix is, is where I'm at. And so um, I've just, you know, I've focused a lot of my heart and soul just on, on, on this team that I'm, I'm with this season. So, um, but definitely have, have kept in touch with them. And I've been on all the Zoom calls, like, you know, before this Orlando, you know, tournament uh, here and all that. So, uh, you know, I, I make sure to keep in touch as, as best as I can for sure. That's cool. That's so neat to think of. Like, obviously, you are a Sporting KC rostered player, right. employee, if you will. But now you've got to focus all your determination and drive to this other club. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and it was weird. It was weird in the preseason when we played Sporting Kansas City. So it's like. Because you, know, you were was, in goal, right? At that time? I was in goal. And of course, the one person that scores on me is Johnny Russell. I mean, he's never shot a normal shot on me ever. All he does is try <laughs> to hit me. And of course, he finally just, you know, picks a normal shot. Um, but yeah, that, that was an interesting experience for sure. That's fantastic. Uh, what's a lot of the correspondence going on with the uh, Orlando tournament coming up? I mean, is it uh, everyone real excited? I mean, a lot, a lot of precautions, obviously. But what, what are your thoughts on it? I think the whole thing about it is as long as the logistics and the safety and everything is, you know, thought of, um, you know, that's, that's gives the players, you know, the peace of mind. I think it's also, you know, tough to be away from, you know, people have family. Um, and, and so being away from their family for an extended amount of time, and not being able to have them visit um, makes sense in terms of, you know, the preventing stuff from spreading, but it is tough just as a human and, you know, as, as a player, so there were there are aspects of it that you know were tough for players to you know like, but at the same time is everyone's dying to play soccer. Everyone's dying to get back out there. Um, and now that they've you know made it um, you know with season points being available, and then the Champions League spot um, obviously, and then you know there's a prize prize money too. Mm -hmm. It's just um, I think everyone's starting to. Uh, be feel more relieved that you know the logistical stuff has been taken care of and now that now we can train for something you know it's been that's been the weirdest part and I've never done it in my life just like training without a set date you know the past couple months have been like just training to train like there hasn't been any date of return you know it was all thought you know questionable now there's a date where everyone knows this is when our next game is so that's what we can build up to um, and that as a player is just a relief because when you're just training without really knowing, you know, even in off season, you know, when you're going back for the regular season, so you can gear up and train every day, trying to get ready for that day when you go back. But we just hadn't, we didn't really know when we were going to go back. So um, I think everyone's sort of a, feeling a little bit of a sense of relief knowing that, um, you know, there's going to be games, there's going to be stuff, you know, is it perfect? You know, maybe not, but, it's as perfect as we can get given the situations with all the uncertainty and everything that's going on in, in life. What? Right. So you, you, go for it. No, no, no. Say, you sound so much like, uh, you sound so much like Peter. I think he gave about 19 interviews where he was just like, uh, I just need a date. Give me a date and yep. I can start putting <laughs> practices together. Yep. Otherwise I'm just running around, you know? <laughs> yeah. No. And that, that, that is just, it, it's just been weird. You know, it's just even out here, you know, with the USL season, like um, it, it was always given a date, like a temporary date. And then mm -hmm. we're all like, is that actually going to be the date? You know what I mean? But then it gets moved back two more weeks and it's like, oh, gosh, like, OK, is that going to be the actual date? You know, it starts messing with your heads a little bit. Um, and that's where being a team and being around each other, you know, we help each other sort of get through it. Because, you know, people get frustrated. People are you know, uh, want to be playing games. Um, and so now that both leagues sort of have a set time and place where, you know, this is where our next game is going to be. It's just a relief and, a, and it, for the coaching staff too, I mean, they can start to sort of gauge up. It's like preseason time or 2.0 now. Um, right. Yeah. You mentioned a little bit about how sort of the format of this Orlando tournament Mm -hmm. the shape you know the form it'll take 
there will be a group stage with regular season points up for grabs that'll actually affect the 2020 MLS standings. And then it switches gears into this sort of like knockout CCL tournament. Um, right. Does, does having sort of that like dual sort of goal, does that mess with the player's mind at all? Knowing like, okay, right now we're playing for MLS tournament and then you shift and you're like, okay, well, we're still part of the same tournament, but now we're playing for CCL. How, how do you sort of balance that from a mental perspective? I mean, it, it's in two point. I think, and I know from the locker room that we have at SKC and the leadership we have with Peter and all the coaching staff, like whatever's on the table for the season, we want to win it. Whether that's, you know, a single game, whether that's three games and then the knockout and then, you know, the championship, like that, that's the end goal. You know, our, our goal at the end of the season is to, you know, be the best record in the West, like most points, win the, you know, home advantage throughout the playoffs, and then, you know, win that lost cup. Um, so based on what's given to us this year, you know, as players, yeah, it's a, it's a different um, mm -hmm. because we know that, you know, the, oh, these three games are, you know, only – these are the only three games for the season. Um, but then, then we get into the knockout stage. But at the end of the day, it's still, you know, a game's a game. We're competitors. Um, and I think, you know, all the players down there are going to treat it as such. Every game's a, you know, another game. And the simple way to go about it is try to win every game, you know. And, and um, I don't think it'll mess with uh, people's minds, you know. Um, but I definitely see how it could. Um, but I just know that the locker room, the leadership in the locker room is going to have the heads on heads on straight going into this for sure. Do you think SKC will be able to sort of pick up where they left off? What, I mean, they came out the gates hot with their, their form to start the season. They look, I mean, those, they looked amazing. Um, I, I, I have no doubt. I mean, I, they're just this year, especially there's just so much depth. There's, there's so much talent on this roster um, that I'm just, I'm really excited to see what this team can do. Um, and I'm excited that the world can see it, you know, getting back to it. Um, because this team is something special. Um, and, the, you know, the coaches did a great job putting everything together, and the players have done their work in the offseason. Um, and, you know, I'm sure they've been doing their work, you know, during all of this as well to make sure that they're healthy and, and coming back strong heading into this. So I'm excited to, to follow it, to be honest <laughs> with you. I'm, I'm excited to see, um, you know, what they can do for sure. Very cool. The uh... – he is. Uh, Didier Drogba still part owner of Phoenix? Yes, he is. I, I, haven't, I haven't met him yet, but apparently, I, apparently, I am the last. This is not a good thing to say as a goalie, I guess. Uh, but <laughs> I, I am the last person he ever scored on in terms of like in his playing career. There you like go. When Swope, when Swope went up to Phoenix Rising in the playoffs, you know, he was the, he was, that was his last goal ever. Uh, I should, I should have kept the ball, but like me fighting for a ball against <laughs> Didier Drive, but that was never gonna, never gonna work. Um, but that's my little connection, I guess, with Phoenix Rising. Yeah, it's you'll always bad. have that. It's not a positive yeah. one, but uh, it's cool. Exactly. <laughs> but he's, but yeah, he's connected. Um, I think he's trying to get like a, like a coaching license or something back um, somewhere or other, but, um, He's, okay. he's, he's affiliated with Phoenix Rising. Yeah, he's one of the owners, yeah. cool. which is pretty cool to have someone like you know, that associated with the program. What, what was right. it like? I mean, you mentioned you were the last one that he scored on his career. So I know that's not sort of – you would have liked to stop that goal, I'm sure. But what, what was it like yeah. to be – you know, I'm sure you grew up a soccer fan – to be on the field playing against one of the greatest players of all time? Well, you got to like <laughs> – it's weird. You, get, you just got to like put it out of your head until like after the game. And then you're like, Oh, that's pretty cool. Like I just, I was on the, you know, the field with Didier Drogba. Um, but like during the game, you don't really like think about it. Um, I thought about it after the ball went in the net. You know, I'm like, <laughs> Gosh dang it. I actually was really close to saving it. Um, if I would have saved the ball, I might've just like, you know, ran out of bounds, you know, giving them a corner, but <laughs> give them a ball boy and say, Hey, keep that ball for me after. Um, but, uh, no, I mean, it, it was it, – it's a cool experience. You know, even just going up after the game, like, shaking his hand. I mean, you know that he has stories and stories and stories and uh, experience. And it's it's one of those, you know, being at, you know, 
is still young in my career and then he's, you know, at the end of his, it's just, it's cool to, you know, be on the same field with someone like that. Um, that's seen the highest level of soccer um, and is a great human as, as well. He's, a, he's an un, unbelievable person. So um, that, that was pretty cool. And then I got loaned out to um, uh, Tulsa last year for a game during the season. And I got to meet Donovan Ricketts, who is a famous, you know, goalkeeper as well. So I, I met, to, I, I've gotten to meet a couple of uh, cool people for sure. That's awesome. That's awesome. The, yeah. uh, I think kind of one, one final thing I'm thinking about here is, uh, you know, soccer can be, it can change in the, in the blink of an eye. I mean, one minute you're in Kansas city, next minute you're in Phoenix. Um, you kind do you kind of hope you could stay in Kansas city? I mean, as long as you are allowed to, and, uh, maybe see, I mean, Tim's got to leave someday. He's got to have someone <laughs> step up, you know, do, would you like to be that guy? I mean, I absolutely would love to be that guy. And that I like, I'm in love with Kansas city in terms of just, the city itself, the fan base, the team, the coaches, like I, I like to think that they drafted me because they, they saw something in me. Um, and for me, I will take whatever path they want me to take and whatever path I need to take to hopefully, you know, earn a spot um, to, to start at some point. And the biggest thing I've learned from Tim and just in general being around so many people is everyone's path is different. And that's the biggest thing is you'll get to where you want to get to as long as you don't get in your own way. Um, and so one, the minute you start worrying about, you know, other people and other people's paths and, and like, whoa, well, why are they sending me here? Like, what, what are they thinking about me now? Like, that's when you start wasting energy and wasting time. And um, for me, I'm just embracing everything. Um, and yes, but yeah, long story short, I would love to stay in Kansas City. I love the city. I love the fans. Um, you know, that's the team that drafted me. You know, that's the team that, you know, believed in me to, to pick me on draft draft night. So, um, but at the, at the same time is, you know, if my path takes me somewhere else, I'll give my heart and soul, you know, to wherever I go. You know, that's just, that's just the life of an athlete. As you said, it can right. change like that. Um, well, they obviously care enough about you to send you to a team like Phoenix. I mean, cause they right. are, like you said, top of the food chain in USL. Absolutely. And now you get to battle it out with your boy, uh, Lubin down there. So yeah, <laughs> pretty fun there. No, it's, I've been lucky to have now been on, you know, two teams with great locker rooms, great goalies, um, and great coaches. Um, and, and, you know, I, I can't imagine every one of them lost has that same, you know, luxury their first, you know, couple years of being in that. Um, so I, I, I've, I've been blessed in terms of where I've landed the past couple of years. So um, just trying to make the most of it. Um, I've toned down the hikes a little bit now that we're getting closer. <laughs> to this um, and the dancing is, I actually have my next dance picked out, but I'll, I'll, I'll try to figure out when I'm going to do that. Um, but yeah, no, loving every day. Very and, cool. And maybe, uh, you know, as we get close to wrapping up here, USL is, I think the provisional start date is July 11th. Um, mm -hmm. I, I don't think that's changed since they announced that, but what, what are you most look? I mean, this might be a silly question, but what are you most looking forward to when, when the season starts up again? And, and how do you think um, the 2020 season, whatever form that takes, how, how do you, how do you see it going for Phoenix rising? How far can, can this team go in the USL season? I'm just looking forward to that first game. You know, I, I think being out there with the guys, you know, especially after this long break is, you know, it, it's, it's something that we're all looking forward to. Um, I don't know fan wise, if we're going to have fans, I don't know exactly what, you know, logistics, you know, that's still all being sorted out, but I know that we're all going to be doing like regionally at, at first, and then we'll be doing some sort of tournament at the end for playoffs um, as I said before, this is not a US, I, I personally don't believe that this is a USL roster. I believe that everyone on this team is MLS quality. Um, and, and we're a very, very together roster. Um, and I really do believe we have what it takes to win whatever championship is available. And I know that that's the goal of the coaches. That's the goal of the owners. And that's absolutely the goal of each one of us as players. So, um, we're just training every day with that one goal to whatever is put out in front of us. We want our name next to it. 
you know, people will say, oh, there'll be a little asterisk by it or, you know, whatever. But we would rather have our name by whatever asterisk that is than not have it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, so I, I think we have a great opportunity here in Phoenix to, to do do crazy things here this year. Um, hopefully we can do it in front of some fans too, because that's the other thing I'm looking forward to is, you know, um, being in front of all those awesome fans here in Phoenix. So hopefully we can right. safely, safely get those back as well. Baby steps. Yeah, absolutely. Baby steps for sure. Very cool. Well, I know we'll, uh, we'll all be watching closely um, how Phoenix does this year. Uh, you know, what, whatever format that competition takes, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be rooting for you and pulling for you. Um, where can our listeners follow you on social media if they want to kind of keep up to date with, with everything going on with you? Um, so I have a Twitter that's debrickwald00. Okay. Um, um, don't, I, I created that in high school. I, yes. <laughs> you just so wrote it. I'm not going to change it. It's a part of it. Um, no, goalkeeper, brick wall. It makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Zero goals against in the first half, zero goals against in the second. There you go. That's, that's there you good. go. Um, and then Eric, I think it's Eric underscore Dick on Instagram as well. Those are those are the two two ones where you'll see my dance videos and random <laughs> random stuff random stuff that I'm doing um, now. But uh, those are my two social media things. Awesome. Well, we, uh, we can't thank you enough for, for taking some time to talk with us. We definitely want to have you back Absolutely. at some point once the uh, season gets going and, and um, we hopefully get out of this uh, COVID craziness. Um, Absolutely. But we hope you stay safe. We hope your family stays safe wherever they are and uh, looking forward to seeing you on the field soon. Thank you guys very much. And obviously love you guys there in KC and wish you guys all the safety and best with the season. And, uh, you know, thank you for having me, having me on here. Anytime. Yeah, brother. Thank you so much. Yeah. Take care, guys. Take care of you too. Yeah. Bye-bye. That was Holy Eric Dick. Shit. Are we best friends now with Eric Dick? Is that how we're feeling? <laughs> I think uh, we're the three best friends that anyone could have. Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> what a genuine guy. And I, I, I especially liked hearing about uh, how his draft day took shape. Yeah. Uh, that's not something you would imagine. Like he just walks in and it's the first round's halfway over or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Just getting popcorn and they're like, oh, by the way, you're getting picked right now. Yeah. So the agent's like, Hey, you're up. He's like, what do you mean? I'm up. I got to use the restroom, <laughs> you yeah. know? So it's pretty cool. How fun. Well, and he said it was his first podcast he's done, but he was great. Sounded professional yeah. the whole time. Like he knew what he was doing, told great stories. And absolutely. Must SKC must put you through like media classes and stuff, but uh, let, let you all speculate out there. What kind of pranks he pulls on Johnny Russell. Uh, <laughs> that's all I can think of right now. I'm like, what kind of pranks are they doing? What, what, he gives Johnny a lot of shit. What, what is he giving him? Yeah. We'll have to uh, have that as a follow-up question for next time we have Eric Dick on the podcast. Follow-up interview. And we'll definitely have him back. Yeah. He was, he was too good not to have back. Um, How fun, man. Yeah. I know. Special uh, thanks to him, dude. Big shouts to him. That's awesome. Yeah. Give him a follow on uh, Twitter and Instagram. You can see his, uh, his dance moves. So. So funny, dude. I would always scroll across that and I'm like, what is this dude doing? Just (laughs) trying to bring, trying to bring sunshine. Yeah. into a dark world right now you know yeah. what i mean that's just the kind of guy he seems like he is so i think roland park native man big jayhawk fan i i'm sold i'm sold is this <laughs> is this us uh going on a date with eric dick i don't know i don't know <laughs> maybe you know we don't know when he comes <laughs> back us, we'll just uh, see what happens just us getting a two-bedroom apartment together i'm not sure <laughs> he needs one anyway so um, <laughs> yeah no that was awesome uh Big shout out to him and, and follow him on social media. Um, the know, brick wall. The brick wall. And hey, we now know the story behind his Twitter name. I, so. See, I imagine the brick wall made sense, but zero, zero, I get it. Uh, unless it was, unless it was the, the first game of the year they played, they won like six to one. They smashed those fools. Yeah, Phoenix is good. I mean, they had that streak of what? It was like 22 straight wins or so, like not even just unbeaten, like straight up wins. It's like they, they, they were never going to lose. Yeah. It's insane. I don't know why they don't have an MLS team yet. I really don't. I don't know what the holdup is there. Yeah. I mean, you got to feel like it's coming at some point. I mean, as good as they've been, 
with the involvement of Didier Drogba. Um, yeah. You know, you think. Why that, did Nashville get one before them? I guess I'm, I'm wondering. Why did Cincinnati get bumped up before them? Um, now we're thinking Sacramento before them. I, I'm just confused. St. Louis? Yeah. I mean, Cincinnati, I get because, like, I mean, their fans, they, they would show up. Nashville, MLS just like. No, they don't anymore. Like Nashville, yeah. So, <laughs> um, I don't know. But that was a fun interview, and we'll definitely be uh, paying attention to oh, man. Phoenix Rising once the USL season starts up again. So. Oh, dude, watch your inbox because I'm sure he's going to go tell Tim Melia how much fun he had, and Tim's going to reach <laughs> out to us and be like, hey, I hear it's a good time. I need to come on. Yeah. We'll be like, uh, I don't know, Tim. We'll try to make room for you. Yeah, we'll check our schedules. We'll have our people call your people. We'll see. Maybe we can pencil you in, uh, <laughs> you know, whatever's convenient for us. Right. So, but it was cool. That was our first player on the podcast. And, uh, you know, maybe that uh, interview will make the rounds of the locker room. And, hey, players, if you're listening, we'll have Thank you on any time. So, Johnny, well, come, come give your side of the story. Defend yourself. I think I've decided we only have goalkeepers on this show now. <laughs> so I'm thinking uh, Richard Sanchez and uh, I might even call up Adrian Zendejas, there you uh, go. former sporting players. So there you go. he's a goalkeeper pod. He, he made it sound like to me that Johnny had never scored on him until that preseason game. So that's funny to think about. <laughs> I mean, Eric was probably pissed. Yeah. That's yeah, fantastic. So. But you know, Hey, there are worse people to, to let score on you than Johnny Russell and Didier Drogba. Yeah. So. Now that he's told me that, I'd like to go back and see if see if Eric makes any kind of face after he gets scored on, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure we could find that game anywhere. Maybe on YouTube, but we'll have to, to check it out. So, anyway, you got, uh, you got anything else for our good listeners before we sign off? Man, get that five-star rating and review going on. It's been a minute since yes, we've sir. read some of those. I mean, if you haven't done it, get on it. We got actual soccer coming back. We're coming in strong. Uh, go to that addedtimeoutfitters.com and get yourself a sporting wristband. Yes, get yourself sir. a European wristband. They got tons, man. It's a blast. Yes, sir. Where else are you going to learn the history to Sporting KC players' Twitter handles? No other pod. Oh, my God. Right you're here, not, dude. You're not getting that content anywhere else. So, so good. <laughs> and talking right. about having Kit Man on, I think we probably need to do a follow-up with him soon, especially yeah. when, when uh, Eric was like, oh, I bet he was a blast. And it's like, I bet he could be more of a blast. Let's, <laughs> let's go for round two. He's, I think we'll probably, he's probably a little busy right now. So I, I think we'll, we'll see if we can get him on after the, the Orlando tournament. Cause I can't imagine right. what it's like trying to pack for an entire team's worth of players to be on the road for six weeks, eight weeks, whatever probably it is. Crazy. It'd be cool so. to talk about the stages leading up to it, but yeah. I also want to talk about the, the mechanics of everything during it. Right. So you're probably right. Wait until after that. And we'll see if we can get some, uh, some info there. Is he, is he Peter's bouncer, like checking the hotel rooms at night, making sure that players aren't sneaking out? Like, these are the things that 100%, I want to know. <laughs> 100%. Zussi opens his door and Kit Man's like, well, hello. Get, Just get smoking, your ass back smoking in there. Smoking a cigarette. <laughs> get, get back in that room, boy. Just fucking smoking. <laughs> so we'll, uh, we'll try to get some stories of, of, of whatever craziness occurs, both on and off the fields after this tournament. But, um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening and, and sticking you. with us through – this quarantine soccerless time period. I don't think any of us uh, ever expected that we'd go this long without soccer in some form or fashion, but you know, we're, uh, we're happy that we were able to stick with you throughout it. And uh, it's only a few more weeks, man. Only a few more weeks until we're going to have real live SKC soccer to talk about. It's coming. So, and it might, be, it might be multiple games that we have to cover in each episode because God knows what the schedule is going to look like for getting all these group games and whatnot in there. So, but it's That's coming. okay. That's all right. It's coming. We got you. So thank you guys for listening. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at NoOtherPod, at Dan Kuser, at JCMac03, and uh, follow Eric Dick at TheBrickWall00. Um, like us on Facebook at NoOtherPod. Uh, shoot us an email, Facebook, uh, NoOtherPod at Gmail dot com and uh yeah make sure you leave that five star rating and review like dan said but until next week he's dan i'm jimmy thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you later see ya the brick wall
It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com